Welcome to The District, a podcast about politics and culture from the spectator world. I'm your host, Teresa Moll, and I'm joined today by Tim Benson, Senior Policy Analyst at the Heartland Institute. And Tim, you are an expert on education policy, energy, all sorts of good policy stuff, but you're also an expert on music. You have a humongous music collection. That's that's true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. And books. Yeah. You're just like an all-around nerd. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> In a good way. I have nerd tendencies. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't call myself a full-fledged. Well, tapping into your music nerddom today, we are going to be talking about Taylor Swift and her allure and her magic and all of her... She's just all over the news right now. So I thought you wanted to talk about her alcoholism. Well, I'll, we will touch on that as well. But <laughs> we, you and I are... Taylor Swift fans and Al Michaels was in the news last week. He's made some sort of comment about Taylor being popular with teenage girls, which of course is true, but she's popular with pretty much everyone, I feel. And you are not in the demographic of a teenage girl. (laughs) You are beyond teenage years and also not female. So being someone who might be, I don't know, I guess, not a stereotypical T-Swift fan, although she does break the mold. Tell us what you find so alluring about Taylor Swift, what you like about her music, her personality, if you do like her personality. What is it about T-Swift that makes her so special? She's just a really preternaturally gifted songwriter. I mean, she has a, a tremendous gift of melody. She's obviously very, very smart and that just and pretty self-aware i would say as a person and that comes through in her in her songs and that's probably i mean that's probably the reason she has the fan base that she does like uh, i mean obviously again i'm not a uh, you know teenage girl or a millennial woman at this point who were i guess teenage girls when taylor swift was coming up so uh, yeah so she's just she's just fantastically talented i mean i don't i i don't think if you pay attention to music in any sort of serious way i don't think you can deny the fact that she's probably more probably more talented at songwriting than anybody of her generation or probably anybody in quite a long time maybe you know two generations maybe she's just yeah she's just a really really good songwriter that's about all you can say so what do you what did you think of her new album midnights kind of took us all by surprise those people who are taylor swift fans listen to her music she just released a new album and the reviews are coming in so what do you think i thought it was pretty good i listened to it the first time i was actually traveling so the first time I listened to it, I was in a hotel room in Chicago and like woke up in the morning after it dropped and just sort of listened to it laying in bed. But no, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, which is probably because it's more of a nighttime record. So maybe listening to it in the daytime for the first time probably skewed my perspective on it. But now I'm not like, I mean, I'm fine with like electro pop and indie pop and that sort of stuff, but it's not my favorite I like music that's a little bit more, what's the, what's the best word for it? Organic, I guess. I, 
Um, a little less produced, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's some. So, I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I thought the, uh, I actually thought the the three AM edition. The, so those like seven bonus tracks that she released like three hours after the album came out, like tagged on to the actual album. I thought those were more interesting than the album itself. I think I don't know why she did it that way. I think she probably should have just use those seven tracks and then release them like a few months down the line from now as like an EP or something like that. Cause they're a little bit sonically different from the rest of the record. And when I was looking, checking out the credits and everything on the album, it, it made sense. Cause most of the songs she wrote the bonus track she wrote with the dude from uh, the dude from the national Aaron Dresner and not with her main, main guy, uh, the dude from fun. What's his name? Uh, Jack Antonoff. So a little bit different in, in in production and structure and all that. I thought those were a bit more interesting. I don't know, but pretty good. It's not my, I don't know, like I've only listened to it twice, so hard to tell where it sits with me. But I don't think, I like the the last two, like the Folklore and Evermore, I thought were better records. I think they're sort of more true to her personality i guess in a way i don't know but you know still i mean she's incapable of like making shit music or i'm sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to curse on here or not but hey taylor uses that word all the time now that she's an adult (laughs) so (laughs) yeah she has been dropping f-bombs and stuff a lot lately but no i mean like i said she's incapable of like making bad product you know writing bad songs i mean you know, there are some songs that just like, you know, don't stand out, but there's nothing where you're like, well, this is, this is dog shit, you know? So, I mean, it's definitely, it's pretty good. I don't know where I'd rank it with the rest of her stuff yet. Like it's, it's a little still too new, but you know, definitely, definitely worth a listen out there if you haven't already checked it out. So what I find fascinating and genius about Taylor Swift is that she really, can write, you said she's very self-aware and she obviously writes about her own experiences and gets very kind of specific about things like the cocktail she was drinking, where she was when she met someone, the fight they had, where they were, how she was feeling. And she really infuses kind of notoriously all of her music about her own personal breakups. And she's had a lot of high profile relationships. So whenever she writes about them, people are like, oh, this one's about John Mayer or this one's about Harry Styles or whatever it is. But even in doing that, she somehow manages to incorporate a broader feeling and experience of the human condition, I would say. Like everyone's like, oh my gosh, she opened up my brain and wrote about me or about my breakup. I'm like, no, this is very much about Harry Styles or whatever it is. But she just manages to somehow bridge the gap between her personal experience and making it very approachable for other people, which I think is amazing. And and she kind of writes songs for every moment. You know, she has her upbeat, fun, um, shake it off songs. Whenever you're going to the gym or you just got over someone and you're feeling good. And then she has her really deep, emotional, like, wow, Taylor's like touching my soul right now song. So <laughs> she just, she kind of does it all. I think that's why she's so appealing to men and women, old and young. Yeah, she's like, like I said, it's just her talent, her right? She's got a a novelistic eye for detail, you know, in a way that, Pretty much all of her contemporaries don't. I don't know if that's due to her coming up in the country music world where, you know, 
story is very important. Song craft is very important. You know, writing songs that relate to a broad swath of people is important. But yeah, she's she's really she just has a tremendous talent, like you said. And you know, she I the one thing about she's starting to do this too a little bit now, but she started with folklore and evermore. She like basically she was sort of like John Lennon in a way uh, before that, where she basically could not write songs about anything other than herself. You know, like if you listen to like 95% of like John Lennon songs, like they're all about John Lennon and you know, like John Lennon could never like do what like Paul McCartney did, like writing a song like Eleanor Rigby or she's leaving home or something like that. So I think that's a good, shift for her and i think that opens her up to being even more creative if she can find a way to you know continue writing songs that aren't entirely based on her and her personal experiences you know so but even somehow when she does do that most of the time i think most people myself included would find that off-putting it kind of drives me bonkers when celebrities are like, oh my gosh, being famous is so hard. Just like stop taking my picture, like stop wondering about my life. And I'm like, this is literally what you signed up for. Like, do you want the fame and the money and all the stuff that goes with it? Or do you just want to be a normal person? Like you, you have to take kind of the suffering with it. And I feel like Taylor Swift kind of vents about that stuff and she has intense scrutiny about her life, but she she somehow is not annoying about it. And she, her fans love her even more, even though she's kind of like complaining about being famous. Like she does it in this artful, beautiful way that kind of gets it off her chest, but doesn't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. She sort of, like you said, she sort of universalizes that and makes it accessible in a way that's not. She kind of veils it in like these really catchy melodies and these beautiful phrases. I find like. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's, well, I mean, she's been famous for so long now. I mean, literally her entire adult life, you know, so. Yes, and she was like 14 or something. I feel like yeah, also I, that I, makes her approachable because we've all been through all of her relationships and breakups with her in a way. <laughs> I mean, through her songs and just knowing what she's up to most of the time and what. Well, I think part of it, I mean, just, you know, part of it too is just the way she came. She wasn't like lady gaga or somebody or like Katy perry or somebody like that where they had like a persona like right out of like the bat or like or like bowie or something like that you know she just came up as as just this adorable kid who was writing these you know country pop love songs that were sort of wise beyond her years and i mean she seemed literally just like a normal kid who, you know, granted she's, you know, beautiful and everything like that. And so, I mean, that's not normal, but she, but she just seemed, uh, I'm assuming, because you know, again, I'm not a, a teenage girl or anything, but, you know, part of her appeal when she first broke through was that like, she just seemed like a normal kid and, you know, having normal kid, you know, teenage high school girl experiences and that resonated with 
obviously her fan base because they're like, oh, you know, like I have a crush on Drew too. I get nervous when I see him in the hallway too. <laughs> like a lot of like Taylor Swift fans thought like if they ever could meet Taylor Swift that they would be friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't like think that like if <laughs> I don't know, sort of like Springsteen in a way, right? You know, like, you know, Springsteen's like a gigantic rock star, but I mean, for the most part, you know, he just comes across as just like a normal, like I, like I'm from Jersey. I'm actually like from Monmouth County, Jersey Shore, like Springsteen territory. Like you could walk like two blocks. Like if you literally like walk like two blocks out of my backyard, you'd run right into the house where like Springsteen wrote 4th of July, Asbury Park. And like my, my grade school was on corner E Street in Belmar, E Street being the, you know, where E Street Band got its name and all that sort of stuff. I could probably lead like a walking tour of like Springsteen history or like around my house. But, but no, she just sort of has, has that quality in a way that people like, oh, like this person is relatable to me in a way that, you know, like I said, somebody like David Bowie or, or maybe even like Miley Cyrus in a way or something like that could not be, or, you know, something like that. She's just, and I think that's really part of her appeal and part of why her fan base has stuck with her for so long, just that, that she's sort of like, feels like a, like an ersatz friend to them or something, or, you know, like they've grown with her. So now, you know, she's starting to approach as are you starting to approach middle age and whoa, 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 um, whoa. <laughs> we are in our prime and I will one up you because Taylor Swift is also from Pennsylvania and grew up at least part of her youth until she moved to Nashville and became famous. Unlike me, she grew up on a Christmas tree farm. So I like to think of her as being a rural country hillbilly, just like me from Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, another thing I love about Taylor Swift is that she often pokes fun of herself for being like a nerd. And even whenever I see her glammed up on the red carpet, I still see her as kind of like the awkward kid, even though I think she's gorgeous and she obviously can pull off a red carpet look and mingle with the best of the celebrities. She's always going to still be like the girl with the glasses longing after the jock and the football team and having her cats and going home to her cats and kind of like, she kind of embraces that and she's not ashamed of it. And I think that's really cute and yeah, she doesn't have a persona. She's not like, I'm Lady Gaga. I'm going to dress in a meat dress and uh, have my little monsters and all that. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think it can, like, the whole, like, underdog put upon thing she kind of does on occasion is a little ridiculous. Because, again, like, you know, you're built like a supermodel, like you're like almost like a genetic. Yeah, she's like perfect. nine feet tall and like yeah, like you're like thin. a genetically perfect human being with like an immense talent. Like you, you're not really like an underdog anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, but I'm sure that's hard to shake. Whenever you were like teased in high school or whatever, you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, uh, but shit, I feel like every like teenage girl has gone through like that's why she's so you know, appealing yeah, okay maybe, i guess i don't know so do you think i have well we have on the spectator right now a piece conjecturing whether taylor swift is a is has a drinking problem what do you think we have analyzed her music and she makes reference to alcohol all the time. We see it in her music videos. She's currently swimming in a martini glass, giant martini glass. 
So what do you, what do you think? Well, I actually, you know, when I read Cockburn's piece that um, I was actually sort of shocked when like all like the evidence was like put all the links to all the different references and mentions to like alcohol in her songs and videos and all that sort of stuff. I was like, oh, wow, that's actually quite a lot. Like she definitely like, you know, writes more about alcohol, for example, than like, you know, Keith Richards wrote about heroin or something, you know, but, but I don't know, like, I don't, girl likes her, girl likes her booze. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if she's necessarily like an alcoholic or anything like that. I mean, I've never, you know, there's no like videos of her, like stumbling shit faced out of a club or anything like that. Or, you know, she's always seems to be like completely engaged whenever she's like on TV. High functioning, we call that. Tim. Well, yes, she could be a high functioning alcoholic. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how much she drinks, you know, because I don't know her. So, I mean, she might not drink at all or, but doubtful, but no, I don't think she's like an alcoholic or anything. I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, she probably does use it as like a cope, like a coping mechanism, but I don't think that makes you like an alcoholic. I just think that makes you human. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting a drink or 10 every now and then, you know? So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think she's a, think she's a wino? Yeah, I'm not sure. She seemed, I don't know if she could be as consistently genius and creative and productive as she is if she were really struggling with it. I think she probably uses alcohol because it's a universal recognizable symbol and experience and something that is kind of pivotal and a lot of memorable occasions. Like whenever you first meet someone, if you meet them at a bar, then you're going to remember that. I think she met Tom Hiddleston at the Met Gala and they were drinking old fashioned. She she makes reference to that. So if you attend like a lot of parties and you have a kind of a glitzy lifestyle, you have a lot of parties yourself personally, and you have a lot of memories from them and you write songs about them, then I think obviously alcohol is going to make its way into your songwriting. But it does seem to be like a really strong part of her life (laughs) like a lot of her life revolves around wine or liquor and all these things so I don't know I just I love Taylor I just want her to be healthy and well and if she has a problem with alcohol then I hope that she deals with it and finds healthier ways to cope such as trying a dog for once instead of a cat because I mean that's that's a problem not a dog person (laughs) she is a cat person but no yeah like I I remember you brought it up a couple days ago when we were texting about the the record and but there was something so i have a friend christy who's a little bit younger than you but like she's a big swifty too and she like brought this up to me like a couple years ago probably we we like basically like every record i think since like reputation we basically after we listen to it we call each other and discuss it for like 45 minutes to an hour in like the most weird detailed ways so she was like actually the one who first brought it up. And I was like, yeah, you think she's actually like, a, you know, thinks like she has a problem. She was like, I don't know, but she definitely seems to sing about it. It's not even just like, oh, we were drinking wine or, oh, we had a cocktail at dinner or whatever. It's like I was drunk in the bathtub spilling wine on my dress. It's kind of like she does mention stumbling at one point. In her latest Midnight, she has a song, Dear Reader, where she talks about my fourth drink in my hand. And why else would you be up past midnight unless you were drinking? Because, I mean, anyway, 
I'm up past midnight a lot oh. and usually drinking, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, <laughs> she, uh, you know, most of these songs, I mean, she's in her thirties now, but like, you know, most of these records were made when she was in her twenties and she's a single girl and she's rich and famous and, you know, I'm sure gets invited to a lot of events and all that sort of stuff where I'm sure there's plenty of booze. So, I mean, I think it probably makes up, you know, big chunk of her social life. But then again, that's pretty much like a big chunk of anybody's social life in their twenties. Like right before they get married, it's like, you're just out losing, you know, with your buddies or, or, or what have you. So I don't know if it's anything abnormal. That's true. And probably her audience relates to it as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's not like a, she didn't turn into like a total hot mess. Like, you know, like Miley Cyrus when like she reached adulthood, you know what I mean? Like, or a lot of other people of that ilk. So I don't know. Um, she just seems sort of too composed to be, to have that. Well, I don't know. It's hard to speculate. Like I said, I don't know her. So I don't know, but it's definitely something that's, you know, like I said, when Cochran put all those, all the evidence together in that piece. I was like, well, that's the, that's pretty damning in a way. But All right. So for our listeners who have never listened to Taylor Swift and now we've piqued their interest and they are also of the mind as we are that she's genius and they want to check out some of her songs. Do you have top five Taylor Swift songs? Uh, top five Taylor Swift songs? Just name some good ones that come to mind. I know there's a ton, but... I really, I've always really liked ours off of, I think that's off Speak Now, or like the bonus edition of Speak I always thought that song was very sort of sweet. Oh man, top five, that's put me on the spot. I, I, I'll just say I, off the new record, I think Sweet Nothing is the best song. I on love that, album. that one, it's so cute. I think that's the, yeah. I also really like Antihero because it's so Taylor. There's like so many clever turns of phrases and it's also about her and it's also one of those songs that gets stuck in your head it's just like very quintessential taylor swift like my other friend logan she she listened to it and she was just like would have could have should have is about a miscarriage uh, I've, I've heard that yeah a lot of people and are... i was like what like i totally didn't get that she's like now listen to it again she's like that song is about a miscarriage yeah and i was like all right well and then like i googled it and apparently a lot of women think that song is about a miscarriage yeah once i heard that i can't listen to it in any other way i'm like well clearly yeah, yeah. and then my again my other friend christy because i brought that up to her because this is basically what we do we talk about taylor swift all the time she i remember we were speculating back when like in the pandemic when like folklore and evermore were coming out that she might be pregnant because like she was always in sort of like loose fitting like outfits or like jackets and stuff like that to sort of like hide the bump. And I don't know. I mean, this is all speculation rumors. Don't come, you know, litigate uh, Taylor Swift's attorneys, high price, you know, attorneys, but no. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe that, you know, might not be from her experience might be from, you know, uh, friend's experience or something like that. But um, I think that's probably true. Maybe at this point that now that I listen to it again, knowing what people thought of that song that, you know, it's probably 
there's definitely some some smoke there yeah i mean like her first record is really cute you know which sort of it's almost like nostalgic at this point you know god that record came out like 15 years don't ago. do the math <laughs> don't even think about it <laughs> but no she's all the records are pretty good i think lover is probably the like if you were going to name like her best record like under your head i think that might be like her most artistically accomplished record even though lover i love i love lover (laughs) even though i probably like folklore and evermore a bit more than that record but i think that's like still i feel like folklore and evermore you kind of have to be in a mood and it was like covid everyone was depressed everyone was drinking yeah it was like no but i don't know i just feel like that sort of i don't know not necessarily like that whole cabin cabin core thing but i think again like her most i i think that more organic way of recording the songs i think that works in her benefit i just think that's more true to like i said her as an artist i hate using that word for music as for like pop musician so as a as a musician i think that's more true to her her personality but i mean that's part of that's probably why i like sweet nothing the most on the new record because i think it, it's, it's got the most organic feel to it you know it has the, the electric piano and uh, you know a little bit of a you know some some horns in there not like not super brassy or anything like that but you know as some accents and i like the I like the double track ooze in that song, you know? So I think like something in that, in that vein, I, I think that suits her more than like the electro pop stuff. But like I, when like I'm listening, so like when I was listening to this record, like I just kept like, I was listening to songs and I'm thinking like, all right, what would the song sound like if it was just like a piano demo and then like, or, you know, something like that. And then like, how would you fill it out? You know, maybe not with like synths and stuff like that, but like with, you know, actual instruments. Uh, now I'm going to piss off the, the synth community when I say that synths aren't instruments. But so, yeah, I don't know. I just wish you would do stuff more in that vein because I think that stuff has a better shelf life, is sort of stays relevant longer, doesn't sound as dated. That's a know. good way of putting it. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Taylor Swift, other than maybe a few of her more dated songs from like 15 years ago, I find that you can pretty much not go wrong. So if you sampled like one song at random from every one of her albums, you would probably hit on something pretty great, which you can't say that about most artists. So cheers to Taylor Swift, drinking problem or not, we love her. Even with a drinking problem, yeah. So maybe even more so if she had a drinking problem. We love her even more. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, she's great. So check her out. Thank you for listening to this episode of The District. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Spectator World is the U.S. edition of the world's oldest magazine. To read more content on similar topics, visit spectatorworld.com.